We've talked so much about the Ambassador Bridge over the course of the week. You probably know that it deals with 25% of all trade across the Canada-U.S. border. Almost half a billion dollars a day in goods. Um, We saw what happened with the auto manufacturing plants on both sides of the border basically being shut down or at least slowed down dramatically because um, they couldn't get across the border. So it really is important. But is it too important? Are we too reliant on that bridge? We're going to have a chat now with Dr. Ambrish Chandra, who is an associate economics professor at the University of Toronto. Doctor, thank you for your time. I appreciate you joining us. Hi, Shay. Yes, happy to be here. So this bridge, um, obviously, it's it's pretty key. I mean, it's pivotal to that trade between Canada and the U.S. 25%. That's that's a ton. It is a ton. It's uh, it's we've been uh, we are so reliant on the ambassador, and we you know most of us don't think about it very much. But yeah, we it's it's a vital vital link for U.S. Canada trade. So let's talk about how we became so reliant on this bridge. Was it because of um, the way that, like the bridge came first, or we built the bridge to deal with the need? I mean, because which came first? How did we end up in this position? <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's a, it's a good question. The bridge was built in 1929, uh, so it's almost 100 years old now. And it was built to facilitate trade uh, between Detroit and Windsor and basically between Michigan and Ontario, you know, because the automakers were setting up on both sides of the border and they needed parts to go back and forth. And so they needed a reliable, uh, you know, before the bridge was built, they, they used to ship goods by ferry across, you know, to, to connect the, the railway lines. Yeah. Uh, so the, the bridge was obviously way more, you know, way faster and more reliable. So, yeah, the bridge was built first, and then because the bridge became so important, we threw a lot of resources at it, you know, staffing, um, you know, on-ramps, warehouses, docks. And so, as a result, a bunch of other companies and other trucks started being routed through the Ambassador Bridge, even ones that weren't connected to the auto industry. And now we've ended up in the situation where it's where it's a quarter of all of our land trade. You know, we t- were talking about blockades, and we saw what happened for five or six days with uh, just a bunch of trucks being parked on the bridge. But, I mean, you're talking about a bridge. There's any number of ways that it could be shut down for much longer than five or six days. That's right. I mean, there could be, and, you know, we've worried about this in the past. Canada has been sort of crying, you know, out loud about this for years. Uh, it could be a natural calamity. It could have been, you know, a terrorist attack. It could have been anything, uh, you know, infrastructure repairs. I mean, these bridges are old. So we can't afford for a single bridge, which, by the way, is privately owned. We yeah. can't afford for a single bridge to be, you know, potentially shut down for weeks or months. Uh, so that's why we're building, and we've been trying to build for years, an, an alternative to the bridge right next to it, the Gordie Howe which should come online in a couple of years. But yeah, we're currently not in a good situation. Yeah, I mean, like there was lots of talk about, you know, especially with the Coots crossing, was like, well, just go to another crossing. You know, and then I know that a lot of people in Ontario said, well, we'll just go to the Sarnia crossing. But I mean, it's not that simple, right? I mean, we don't have the infrastructure that we need to just pick up the slack. And that's exactly right. For one thing, Ontario is actually separated from the U.S. by water on all sides. Yeah. So you need a bridge to get across, unlike the rest of Canada, which has land crossings, and where, you know, a simple road or highway will do. So the bridge becomes a choke point. But yeah, even Sarnia, which is two hours away, um, you know, you, you, it can't handle the, the volume of the ambassador. That's something like 3,000 extra trucks that will be entering at Sarnia every day. They, they just don't have the space, the manpower, the resources to handle all of that. I mean, they could handle some overflow for a while, but not all of the ambassador's volume forever. So what kind of risk does this put us at, um, not only domestically, but I mean, sure, there is a risk in terms of getting the goods and services that we need to cross that bridge. But, you know, reputationally and as trading partners, I mean, what kind of uh, position does this 
reliance on this bridge put us in? It's not great, uh, and especially what just happened, you know, because we're sort of sending the signal that, you know, maybe can't, I mean, or at least people are, let's say, taking advantage of, of the situation. You saw some American politicians saying, well, we can't trust Canada to keep this bridge open, so maybe we should just, you know, relocate our all of our plants or for production domestically. Now, that's yeah. sort of playing to an audience, but it's, you know, the, the longer this kind of stuff goes on, if this sort of happen again, the more those voices will get louder and be heard. And also it affects, I mean, when you're reliant on that, I imagine there's a tremendous amount of food that comes across the border that Canadians rely on and medication and all, the, all those sorts of things. Absolutely. I mean, a lot of our fresh food comes across that particular bridge. And as I've argued, a lot of our trade, a lot of the trucks that are not even headed to Ontario, but ultimately headed to Quebec or the Atlantic provinces or Manitoba, they're still coming through Ontario because we've got all this path dependence because yeah. the ambassador can process so many trucks. This, this stuff headed for, you know, Quebec City that's sitting in warehouses in Windsor because and, and waiting across the bridge because it can't get over. So you mentioned the Gordie Howe Bridge in a couple of years. What else do we need to do? And are we doing it? Are we having these discussions and working on this? I mean, the Gordie Howe is obviously the first step, and yeah, we're just, I guess, working as hard as we can on it. I mean, I've argued that, you know, if we were starting from scratch, or if we were, let's say, redesigning our border crossings over a 20-year period, we wouldn't have them be so concentrated in southern Ontario the way they currently are. We would diversify, have more trucks go through Quebec, go through, you know, Manitoba, Alberta, even, you know, B.C., um, but it's it's very difficult to make that change because, you know, we're stuck in the system where everything is reliant on the Ontario crossings and it's all the resources and the manpower is there. And you can't just unilaterally divert the right. trucks somewhere else because, you know, that's where the companies are used to going. And that's where all the infrastructure to support them has been built because that's where they go. Exactly. Makes perfect sense. Uh, Dr. Chandra, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you joining us today. Sure. That is Dr. Ambrish Chandra, who's an Associates Economics Professor at the University of Toronto. And yeah, I mean, it has sort of exposed, uh, well, I wouldn't say a weakness, but certainly a vulnerability, you know, where we had that border shut down for, I think it was five, six days total, something like that. And, you know, you got 25% of everything that crosses the border from the U.S. into Canada goes through that one choke point. Um, and uh, we saw what happened, you know, with the auto industry and all the rest. So, yeah, maybe uh, it's time to take a look and say if we can do something else. But the interesting part is when you've got that bridge that's been there for almost 100 years now, right? Where is the auto manufacturing industry centralized? Around that bridge, right? Um, and that's where all the infrastructure is there because the bridge is there. So now if you go and build a bridge two, three, four, five, six hours away, it doesn't have all the supporting infrastructure. So will it be used? I mean, it's, it's a chicken or an egg thing really is what it is, but it's a fascinating uh, discussion.